This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow Brand Podcast Recap for Season 3 on Career Development. Career development is the process of choosing a career, improving your skills, and advancing along a career path. This season features senior-level executives, directors, managers, and entrepreneurs who want to help you to succeed in your chosen profession. This season is about setting goals and acquiring the skills to achieve those goals. Reflect on who you are and what you ultimately want from your working career. You will learn by listening to each episode that career development is achieved by building skills in the short term, while career growth is the overall blueprint for your success. We are now in an era of do-it-yourself career development. Companies less frequently offer formal training. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast, you will see why crucial conversations is the go-to communication to boost your career and take it to the next level. Our sponsor, Five Star BDM, helps the communities we serve and helps our teammates and yourself develop those career goals. I encourage you to get personalized one-on-one career coaching to help you to translate your education and skill sets to the workplace. Now, Let's turn into the recap show featuring Daniela Gillette on the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Follow the Brand season three recap show. This is the time that me and Dan- Daniela Gillette, we get a chance to step back Take a look at the body of work, the body of work that we've put together for the last 16 weeks in which we've showcased a lot of our different guests in the framework around career development and what that meant to all of our different guests in many different facets and what you as a listener can gain from it. Now, you might gain different perspectives than we gained, but we're going to share what we felt was impactful and that something that I definitely will take away and will be able to use uh, as I go forward in my own career and, and take a look at what, especially what we're going to be doing next in financial empowerment. But before I tell you that, I'm going to let people know that Follow the Brand has, has gotten some, some, some more notoriety. We just were on the Black Business Expo, the Black Business Olympics, and we were able to do, to do a live show in late March. And we did a show around personal branding, and then we did a showcase on the metaverse with the world-renowned thought leader, Christopher Lafayette. 
And then we did a show around branding in the metaverse with one of the guests from season three, Carl MacGyver, and then one of my clients, uh, Sharonda. And, and Sharonda Davis was able to talk about her uh, involvement, you know, as a nurse in becoming more of an NFT nurse. So that show was so successful. I'm going to be getting my own pilot show. So we'll be able to do Follow the Brand Live here in a few months. So stay tuned for more information about that. So without taking up even more time, I want to bring Daniela onto the, the mic, introduce herself, and let's have a conversation. What do you think, Daniela? I think it's good. Hey, everyone. I'm always glad to be back here with Grant McGaw, where we'll kind of hash out the summaries from each season. And so um, it's been a pleasure working with Grant. And to really introduce myself for the people that don't know who I am, I am the audio engineer for the Five Star BDM podcast, and I work professionally as a data engineer for Healthcare Solutions Organization. On top of all of this, I am also a second-year DRPH student and a Randall Lewis Health Policy Fellow. So, Grant, I'm looking forward to our conversation today, and uh, hopefully the listeners can find some value in it. Oh, I think they, they well, you're, you're my resident expert, especially when it comes to healthcare, and when it comes to technology, when it comes to the millennials, and when it comes to old people like myself. We kind of bounce around all these different things because you're going to have a different take on, on some of these uh, different shows that we've had than I am. And that's good. That, that's what keeps things vibrant because I think we all will have our own perspectives. We all can take away something from each one of our guests and what their topic of discussion was about. And we're going to go down the list. And I know that Daniela, and remember, before we even say that, I got to do a shout out to her husband. So she's a tandem. His name is Rolf. Rolf does the cover art. So when you see the covers that come out for each episode, and the I've gotten so much praise for the artwork that comes out. Everybody's like, well, I cannot wait to see next week's cover and what that looks like. And all the guests are very, they're very, very intrigued by how you know, we take the time to personalize each and every one of our episodes. So without Rolf and, and Daniela, we would just be another podcast out there, you know, talking to people. But I think we're a little bit more than that. Don't you think, Daniela? I'll agree with you 100%. So, you know, this season started in the holiday around the end of the year. And we had a special guest who came bearing gifts. And that was Jeffrey Roche. So I'm going to ask Daniela what she thought about Jeffrey Roche as we start going through the different episodes in season three. Yeah, I would definitely have to say that uh, Mr. Roche kicked off the season in a beautiful way because his podcast was very specific to diversity and inclusion, more specifically talking about the ways in which inequities currently exist in the healthcare space and how he's actually committed to becoming a catalyst of change. And I most um, importantly appreciated the dialogue that both of you had around the topic of inequities in the professional space and how he's recognized that as a white man, he's very privileged. And that because he recognizes this, he's open 
to creating a channel for minorities to come in. And I just appreciated that because it's not a lot of times that you hear someone else that's not Black highlighting something that impacts the culture. So those are like really my my takeaways from the conversation. I, I could not agree more. And one of the things I wanted to do, and this, because you know, especially during COVID these last couple of years, we've been on a lot of panels or we've witnessed a lot of panels, a lot of panels around diversity, equity, inclusion. And the one thing that I noticed is a constant theme is that most of the people that were on the panel were always people uh, of color uh, and talking about, you know, the, the, the different um, things that, that they were experiencing and some of the challenges that they had. And I said, you know, without having uh, other people, meaning the, the majority uh, represented and talking about this, we're never going to get anywhere. And I really appreciate it without being prompted or anything. We're just having a discussion that Jeffrey would 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 talk about that and, and express his feelings. And I appreciate that. And I encourage a lot of other organizations as they go forward in their DE&I initiatives to make sure that we include our Caucasian counterparts in these discussions. Otherwise, things will stay static and they won't change. You know, it becomes more dynamic and we begin to like, wow, you understand. Thank you for doing that. Now you get it. I get it. We all get it. Now let's do something about it. And I really like the fact that they put out a scholarship fund that's helping specifically minorities all across this country to gain the expertise that they need and the knowledge that they need to be successful. So I thought that that that, that was wonderful. And then and then we kind of pivoted over to uh, Carl MacGyver because I think at toward the end of the year there was a new announcement that came out of uh, Facebook. They changed their name to Meta. You're like, whoa, what's going on over there? Now virtual reality has been around for a little bit, but now they're you know, big tech is taking this to a whole another level. So I thought it was a good opportunity, especially in the world of career development, to understand we're at the beginnings of a whole new platform like the internet, that we have a leap in technology that can take the human race to a whole nother level. So I, I wanted to get Daniela's take of what Carl McIver brought to the table for you. Well, Grant, I think that the metaverse um, concept is is very new for a lot of people, including myself. I still don't know what it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it was very interesting to just hear of how his creative background has allowed him to really create impact in the industries that he serves. And during his podcast episode, he shared a lot of great wisdom. And one of the one of those nuggets is when you validate others, you help yourself. And I really love that. Um, another model that he shared was if you're not first, you're last. So besides it being like a technical centric conversation, it also was motivational in that you grow and develop by pouring into others. That's really what I got from that conversation. And, and maybe you can probably educate me on, on what exactly the metaverse is and how different companies are using it, because I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but it was a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, you're not alone. And it's really at this point, it's abstract. 
of what the metaverse is. You know, if, if you had to give a definition, another person I talked to, it's the interconnected communications that we have as human beings in a virtual world. You know, that, that's a high level view. But what you really got to look at is this, is that right now, if you use the internet, you're actually going to what I call two-dimensional um, experiences. And we're going to frame it in the world of experience. And as you go to any website, whether it's a video, whether it's all text, or it's just a, you know, a basic uh, random search page or something like that, that's what it looks like. Where when you get into the world of virtual reality, everything comes off the page. You're actually able to enter into an experience. Imagine this right now, if you go to Five Star BDM, go to my website, you're going to see about 10 or plus pages of information, pictures, videos, and text, right? Imagine that now in the metaverse, you will now go to a three-dimensional world where you'll see me looking like I do or maybe different as an avatar. And I am now giving you a presentation in three-dimensional imagery, like I'm standing right in front of you. I'm not even live. I'm a bot. This is my uh, a smart contract in, embedded into my into an NFT, non-fungible token, right? In wow. which I'm now sitting and standing right in front of you, just as real as real, except it is you know pre-recorded. But I'm giving you a much more in-depth understanding of what the company is, what it can do, and what you can now experience in my world. So now when you go to a different, in our world, now you go to a different page, now you're actually transported to another virtual world. And then this virtual world, we're talking about business and technology. You're like, oh, wow, that, that's interesting. And then another virtual world, you're talking about branding and marketing, all within the five-star BDM virtual world. So it becomes way more immersive, way more expansive and that you could ever do in a two-dimensional world. So from a branding perspective, it's a whole new uh, opportunity to use uh, we call user design experiences that can create unique experiences for people that can have a more emotional contact and mental contact that you could ever have in a two-dimensional world. So hopefully that helped uh, yeah. a little bit with the understanding. Yes, thank you so much. It, it really did. Because um, as I'm listening to the conversation in the beginning, I'm like, okay, this sounds very interesting. But then it's kind of like it, it blossomed into something more impactful when it comes to identifying how you can just really help other people by validating them. That's really, really. Yeah. And that's personal branding, right? And that, that is still key. You still, that is so key, whether in the physical world or virtual world or whatnot. Um, he, he does, Carl definitely gave some really good tips about interacting with others and how you can gain value you know, from a virtual, excuse me, a social media contact or a physical contact that you have out in, in this world. So good, good talk with Carl. And then that the pivots over to Greg Monaco, who is a personal brand story master. Uh, and he does this for a living. And I want it because this is all around career development. These are different ideas. These are different things that you can then take a look at and how you can move forward. So Greg's world is about storytelling and being able to craft and tell your story from your core, I think, is, 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 is a secret if you can tap into it. What do you think, Daniela? Yeah, I really feel like Greg's episode 
left me feeling like I was listening to one of Oprah's super soul conversations. Right. (laughs) Right. And so it was very, it was very intentional. And I appreciated the fact that he said this very important statement, which is you get excited by your ideas, by telling your story as an individual. And then he went on to say that a personal brand lives with you forever and is powered by the source of your idea, the truth of who you are. Right. So we know that Oprah does a lot of work with like personal and spiritual development. And so when he said that, it truly resonated with me because, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. You know, you have to know your story and only you can tell it. And this was a reminder that your brand speaks to speaks through your story. And if you know it so well, your story becomes very significant. 100%. And this is a a secret I would share with the audience that people don't really tune in to your words as much as they tune in to the feelings that you're projecting. It's the passion that they remember. They remember how they felt. Because when you tell a story, you are projecting really into a, a different type of virtual world, right? You're constructing it almost out of thin air. And you're taking another person through this journey that they visualize. And the more descriptive you can be in that journey and you inject the intrigue and and, and, and the unforeseen that that happens. And then you arrive at a different transformational result as as a point of the story. And I think if you really step back in your own life, this is what people a lot of people haven't had time to do, but they really need to do. You need to step back and say, what is the story of my life? Even if it's the whole story, biographical, or small little episodes in your life that were telltale moments that got you to a different experience. And being able to articulate that is, is, is cool. And being able to put that into terms of uh, you know, whether it's a book or in a saw story, an ebook, or something like that. That's where Greg really shines in helping you to uh, frame a story like that, right? So a- as we move to John Carpenter, I like John because he represents to me that that new that that new millennial outlook, and he surprised me with some of the things that he talked about. As he's you know he's been in his career, I think maybe for a decade now. He started out as an architect. That's what he wanted to do. But he ended up being in education and then, he, you know, just helping other individuals uh, to gain their MBA and then understand how they can impact their community. What did you think about John? I, I feel like this was a great episode as well. Um, I've met John in the past at previous Nazi events and just being able to hear him really articulate his story was was really a pleasant um, experience. And what I got from his episode was more about career development and how it can be achieved by looking into the mirror and asking yourself, how are you contributing to your success and the success of others? And um, I really felt like with him that he proves to also be a catalyst of change by opening up his door to service others through education, through leadership, uh, through community. And um, I feel like the world needs people like John who will constantly stand up 
and advocate for those who are just wanting to make a significant contribution to the community. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I was moved by John's, his view on the, at the time, you know, the, the social climate after George Floyd and how he internalized that and then made it a personal mission of himself so that he will be perceived much differently in the eyes of his community. So they see him as who, who he truly is and, and not some you know stereotypical character that's out there. And that I thought that, that was important because people need to look at that like, wow, is that how I'm perceived? It says, you don't even know me at all and I'm perceived this way. And I, I thought that was good for, again, getting a little deeper into discussions that we've all been a part of or at least you've seen it on television and all these other things, but how is it affecting you, you know, on a daily basis? I thought that was uh, interesting. And then we had Laura Marquez, you know, comes all the way from Seattle to go all the way out East on a journey on uh, on healthcare leadership. What do you think about Laura? Very interesting to hear about Laura's transition from being a emergency medical assistant to morphing into a clinic, clinical information IT leader. It's always interesting to see how people are able to expand their skill set, expand their brand. And um, I could tell just from listening to Laura that she is someone that has great emphasis on emotional intelligence and empathy. And she also amplifies the importance of soft skills. So really from her interview with you, I got that she's passionate about what she does and how it is important that in order for you to grow, you have to find mentorship and you also have to become visible and you also need to invest in your soft skills. That's 100%. 100%. I liked how she she told a story about training, a training class and what she was involved in and she was able to see different personality uh, types and, and how each individual uh, will perceive the exact same situation, but they will look at it differently or behave differently or have a different perceived outcome or result from that. I think that's so important because that helps to validate others. Just because you see it as green, another person sees it at red. But if you ask them why they see it that way, you get a much more expansive uh, uh, answer to, to, to the same situation. Like, wow, I didn't see that. Or, you know, that, that's an interesting take. So I, I liked how she put that together and that, that helped me to go to our next um, guest, which was Carla Denise Edwards. She's a senior level executive. She used to be down here in Florida. She's actually, you know, was in Seattle out there where Laura was. And then now she's at the Henry Ford in, in Detroit. And I know she was one of your Either you are a mentee, mentor, or you somebody you look up to. Tell us yes. about your, your, your relationship with Denise. Yes, Dr. Edwards, she's amazing. Um, she is a mentor of mine and someone that I really look up to professionally and personally because of how genuine she is and how she's just a personal rock star um, in her life. And so I just admire that. And this was actually one of my favorite episodes. I'm a little biased, actually. But um, the nuggets that she shared with the audience is just irreplaceable. And I know that when she, at the time of this recording, it was very emotional for her because she lost a relative of, of hers, uh, Sydney Portier. And, um, you know, as she was recounting the history of her family, 
um, you know, I found myself very emotional as well. And, you know, I always found it so interesting how a lot of executive leaders, they don't really take themselves too seriously. Right. And so with Dr. Edward, she's just kind of like, I'm just someone who's here to really make a change. Um, and so some of the nuggets that she left for our early careerist is if you're wanting to jump into leadership, you need to understand finance and economics. Yep. Right. Second thing, bring value where you are. Don't wait until you're a leader to contribute. Third thing, make yourself known. And the most important thing that she said that resonated with me so deeply is most people progress because they were chosen. I mean, that is uh, golden wisdom, but it's an observation and an understanding. And the other thing that she said that was so important is that you've got to network outside of your comfort zone. That is so important to because most of the people, especially right now, that are making decisions that are on the board are people that don't look like you. And so if you have not established relationships, you, like I said, you, you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that the people don't, don't, don't want you to participate. They're just not aware. I've, I've noticed that human beings, they like to work in clusters and in little, little clicks. And that's just how they work. And so if you're not in that cluster, you're not in that click, then you're not getting, you know, the, the opportunities, yeah. So you you you've got to be intentional about getting into into those circles, um, so you get visibility and, and allow you your to question, move Grant. Yeah. Why do you think people are are timid or reluctant to speak to others that are not in their realm of familiarity? You know, a lot of that's it's 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 comfort level. It's it's it takes effort uh, to do that, and if you're comfortable. Why would you want to do that? That's like me. I live in Miami, Florida, right? I'm very comfortable in 70 to 80 degree temperature. But if you start telling me like, Grant, there's some opportunities in uh, Alaska where it's, you know, negative 10 to 20 below zero, I'm probably not going to want to go there, you know? And so you say, why do you say it like that? Because when you start looking at social economic systems and you start saying, wow, there's, you know, there's such a difference and in some of these other areas, why I, I, I'd have to, you know, put my put a lot of effort in to understanding someone or interacting with somebody at a different social economic ladder that I'm at. And I'm probably afraid because I don't know really how to communicate that well with them. And they may not know how to communicate that well with me. And the only way that we can improve that gap is to have intentional interaction. I agree. Yeah, hopefully that answers a little bit of that. And then, you know, that brings us to David Breyer. And I like David Breyer. I brought him up mainly because he is a industry leader when it comes to branding. He's been doing this for four decades. I was able to, to work with him and I wanted to bring him on the show and highlight his actual career. So as, as people, you know, tune into our show and they, they tune into our career development and how that works. And he, he goes back in his own world and he talks about putting together collaborative ideas, going, reaching outside of his comfort level, just like we just talked about. And at that time, bringing together a typesetter to work with him or bringing together someone who does uh, editing, 
to work with him or a videographer to work. So they're not doing it in a silo uh, situation. And they collaborated on a project and that launched his career and got his notoriety out there. That same opportunity still uh, exists. What did you think about David's episode? It was really great to learn about his background professionally and the different accomplishments that he has throughout his career. For example, he was on Shark Tank and he's also an author. Um, I always like to hear about people's journey um, as to how they got to that point. And so it was really interesting to hear. Um, I felt that this episode was a little bit more entrepreneurship focused, but still the nuggets were can be translated to careerist. And there are two things that I wrote down from this episode that I felt is is worth, you know, sharing. Um, And the first thing is, you know, he said that it's important that you focus on your brand message. This will help people believe in you. Okay. Second thing is that entrepreneurs are in the role of changing minds. Yes. This is related to anybody that's in corporate America who's trying to get promoted, who's trying to become more visible. You have to change people's minds, convince them why you are a valuable asset. So those two nuggets are like the main takeaways for me. And and his um, episode was titled Appropriately, which is the pathway to success. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Very much so. That's what we have to understand. And there's a big difference between corporate branding and personal branding. But at at, at the core, no matter if you're in a corporate boardroom and you're selling a project, to the, the board or senior level executives or whatnot, you've got to be able to present yourself. So, so important. So I think if people will tune into that particular episode, you'll get some ideas of what you can do. And the big takeaway is you got to get above the noise. You can't be every day. You can't be, you've got to take some risks to a certain uh, degree to get to that next level because now you're showing innovation and you're showing advancement. And I think that's so important. And talking about advancement, we got to Andre Boyd, who now just took on a, a huge role at the uh, Christ Healthcare Network. And Andre Boyd is now the chief operating officer. We knew him down here in Miami. And I thought his episode was uh, phenomenal because he was able to take us through the journey of coming out of college and getting the training that's necessary and getting the breaks that are necessary and, and valuing the people along the way. What do you think about Andre? I also enjoy this episode because um, I had the pleasure of watching him speak at um, one of the conferences that Nasi held. And I was just really impressed with his personality and the way in which he was engaging the audience. But um, I walked away from this episode feeling um, like, number one, he's very passionate about what he does. He's very passionate about his family and the impact that he's making in the community. And he has communicated to every single early careerist that it's important that you gather mentors and advocates. You have to grow those community relationships. One last important thing that he said is that most people are willing to help you if you ask, but the method in which you ask is what makes the difference. And the example that he gave was that he received so many emails from early careerists who were just like, hi, my name is so-and-so, I need a job. And he's just like, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) 
So instead, what you should do is just say, hi, my name is so-and-so. I admire your leadership style. One day I'm hoping to aspire to become a COO. Do you have about 15 minutes to talk to me? All right. Like that approach will create more opportunities for you to meet with people that are in high positions. But I think it's important that we, you know, foster and cultivate relationships. And what I'm recognizing with this season and even the previous ones is that the common theme here is fostering relationships, knowing your story, knowing how to articulate your story and, um, you know, making sure that you are becoming visible and that you're also adding value. And so Andre Boyd's episode just really reiterated all those important um, aspects of prospering in your career. You know, the thing I got, and I love everything you just said, and it's so true, that when you, when you tune in to Andre Boyd, and you say, wow, you know, he's a chief operation officer, but you, got, you get a chance to see him when he's a college student and what he had to go through. And that there are times in his career which he didn't have confidence. He wasn't sure. He didn't know he could do this. And he got bounced around and he didn't stay in like one city. He would take opportunities in cities. He didn't know a soul. And he's in that city and he's trying to get his legs. And he's starting to understand one of the things he said. He said, man, I was working for an organization in which their money and value, what they was going into, was not in the administration. It was on the clinical side. So I already knew I didn't have much of an opportunity here. And he then had to pivot to somewhere else. It took a chance on him. That organization took a chance on him. He didn't have really the, the experience of the skill sets that are necessary. It took a chance on him. And he was able to 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 produce and, and have great results. And that gave, gave him the confidence that he knew he could be a healthcare executive. And I think that's a, a wonderful story. Wonderful story. So as we pivoted, we went over to then Shannon Everbush. And the reason why we talked about Shannon, I wanted to bring this him in, is that as in, in the healthcare industry, we've had a certain way of delivering healthcare. And COVID has given us, I'm not going to say exposed, it definitely exposed some of the things that are necessary. And, and, but people now have a better expectation of a personalized experience that they want out of our healthcare system. And what Shannon does with PrimeView Global is that they're able to have you know, digital wallboards at a, a, an immersive level. What is, now is you? And I'm going to talk to you. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Put on your data technologies hat. What did you think about Shannon and what they do? I think it's really important. Um, I think that the work that Shannon is doing is is really just uh, encouraging healthcare, you know, companies to really create more insight through amplifying their digital presence. That's really what I took away from the work that he does is that he's really focused on amplifying that. Now, um, in terms of what I felt like I took away from his interview with you is he brought up this book that he reads or has read, and it's called The Ethics of Our Father. And what he shared is that from all of your teachings, you learn something. And that's so important because I think that sometimes we don't see ourselves as teachers, 
especially when you're an entry-level role, you just kind of see that you're here to learn, absorb information. And yes, you are, but I think that you can also teach others by what you know. So that's important. And I hope that all of the early careerists who are tuned into this episode can actually take heed to that and, and, and act on that accordingly. I totally agree what you said. Uh, again, he's a millennial. He's a little younger than I am. Maybe around the same age as you, I'm not sure. And I believe your generation is here to change the world. I want to see you change the world. I want people to have a different experience. I don't want to have the same experience that I had when I was 30 years old. I should be able to have a different experience. I love the fact that you have the capability of now, you know, just at the fact that you've already made an appointment or going to a hospital, that they've already got your personalized information that you allowed them to have, right? And then you go to the hospital itself and their customized, you know, digital display is tuned into you. And it's showing you things that are impactful to you and that you could be there, right? And if you like fishing, like I like fishing, right? They can show a scene that you're actually out in the ocean and that there's fish moving around and you're on the deck of a boat and you're having this immersive experience. And then when you're ready for your actual appointment, it actually pops up, you know, there that, you know, the doctor will see you in 15 minutes. And at the same time, I'm standing right next to Daniela and she's seeing a whole different experience, right? She's seeing something completely, maybe she's on an island somewhere and she's enjoying, you know, a, a drink and she's watching the waves come in. So it's very customizable, very good experience. I think that's something that I look toward the future, that things are very personalized at the same time, collective in, in, in what they can do. I thought that was beautiful. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. And then we got to go to one of our good friends. Now we call her Buki for short, right? Because that that that's how we uh I've been knowing her for a few years. And then she had a milestone. She became the first African American woman to lead the American College of Health Care Executives in South Florida. And she was able to join us for for the show and talk a little bit about that and about what she does. What do you think about her episode? Kabuki is amazing. Personally, we we both know her through Nasi. I met her over, I want to say five years ago. And um, she's one of the most genuine persons that I know in this healthcare space. And I'm just so proud of her and her accomplishment of being the 
president for the South Florida chapter of ACHE. What I got from her episode is that um, you have to follow a personal value framework. That's just what it is. And hers is leading with integrity. I also appreciate how she um, mentioned that you have to continuously learn whether it's through reading, whether it's through talking with other people, whatever the vehicle is, it's important that you continuously elevate yourself through learning. And then she also said, for those people who are wanting to become a consultant, be ahead of the curve. You know, um, as, as Mr. Luther Brewster mentioned, right, you, you have to exist in the future. Right. And that's really what that means. And, and again, just really amplifying this message of moving with integrity because people remember you because you do fair by them. You do right by them. That's what I got from him. Well, and she, the thing I got a lot out of and what she talked about was uh, the, the fact that she is very humbled by her, uh, her, her position and that she's going to be intentional about bringing forth DEI initiatives because she's at that she's in the position. So because she's in the position, she can then now have conversations that she could not have before. Now remember, she's multicultural, meaning she's from Nigeria. She knows the Nigeria um, experience, but she also knows the American. Experience, and she's able to you know pull it together as well as the feminine experience, you know, being in, in, in healthcare and bringing that together to, to bring forth a voice that has not been heard in certain levels for some time. So I applaud her for what she's doing because as we develop our careers, and we're I believe we're in that time now, our wave a wave of new ideas, experiences, and people are taking shape, taking hold in, in all of our different industries. And they, they all bring different values and they all bring different experiences. And we need to listen to them. And these are the channels for, for that to happen. So I, I applaud her for what she's doing this year. She's always been involved with them for a long period of time. So uh, kudos to everything that they're doing there. And then as we pivot to Peter Hopwood, again, this is about career development. And Peter is an international speaker, right? He's from Croatia. Well, he's actually from London and he lives in Croatia. But because of the work that we've been doing on Follow the Brand, he tuned in to us and he really loved Rolf's cover art. He said, man, Grant, I, I want to be in a show. I, I want to have a a great cover, uh, like like you've been doing for all the other people. I want to be able to uh, <laughs> to talk. You know, do you mind if I can get on your show? I said, no, no, not a problem, Peter. Let's have a conversation. Peter talks to audience of five, ten thousand people. He he goes everywhere in Europe and uh, the Middle East and North uh, Africa, talking and, and teaching other people how to present themselves professionally, whether they're in person or on a virtual uh, format. So I, I, now I'd like to ask Daniela, what would you think about Mr. Hopwood? This was another great episode. Um, I, I love the work that Mr. Hopwood is doing, which is he's working with, you know, executives, teams to really help them in crafting and delivering engaging stories. 
that really increase their leadership presence and persuasive connection with impact. And I love how he defined a brand. He said a brand is who you are and what you do. Right. And he also said, figure out your pitch, sell yourself first, believe in yourself. These are all reoccurring themes that we hear with every single person that we've had on the show from season one. Believe in yourself, sell yourself, know your story, know how to share your story with others. And I also like how you shared the story about your public speaking experience. Right. And how you recognize that if I was going to be a leader for NASI, I need to fine tune my public speaking capabilities. And so that was really great that you were able to share that relatable experience. But but yes, it's so important that people just know their brand. And I interact with a lot of early careerists who don't really know what they do. You know, it's it's they have a hard time explaining it. And I always encourage them to take that time to really assess their resume and think about the career accomplishments that they've experienced. Those are going to be your talking points when you meet people at different functions, right? This is what you've done. This is how you've added value. So this was truly a reminder that you have to know how to pitch yourself, believe in yourself and sell yourself. 100%, 100%. Love the way you articulated that. And that's what he does a lot. He shows people how to articulate. You know, there's a point in the episode in which he shows you the difference between how you know how you enunciate words, you know, through your your throat, or if you use your entire diaphragm to project, you know, a, a, an image, to project feeling, to project passion, and all of those things make such a difference. These are the small things that become big things when you're presenting yourself. So you you wonder like, wow, how does this guy be able to? you know, get picked to even go on stage with 5,000 other different professionals and, and talk about himself and how he's able to help others tell their story. That's why I call him the pitch man's pitch man. So if you haven't listened to uh, Peter Hopwood, I, I definitely encourage you to do so. And then we get to one of our uh, my good friends. They call her BV for short, Bernadette Vincent. And I thought her episode was, is very touching. She is such a good-hearted person, and she was able to articulate a lot of great value. So I, I like to see what you got out of that, Daniela. Well, Grant, you know that this was one of my favorite episodes as well. Um, so much so that I'm just like, I need to meet her. <laughs> I need to meet this. I need to meet this powerhouse woman. Um, I I feel like Bernadette's message to us was that. You have to decide on what your developmental milestones are going to be. How are you going to advance in your professional career? Right. And what she said that was just so poignant was that your resume is your strategic plan. And that provoked me to actually look at my resume to see, is my resume reflecting where I want to be? How is my plan looking? So I encourage all of our audience members, if you haven't had a time to look at your resume, take the time to look at it and ask yourself, is your resume constructed in a way where it is planning out your future? And if it's not, then it's time for you to meet with someone who can help you strategize on that. Oh, yeah. And and you're going to see a common theme, I think, throughout all these episodes is that you need coaching. 
that you can't do this by yourself. You're probably very good at certain things, but you look at some of the best individuals in the world at their art, whether it's in sports, whether it's in entertainment, whether it's in music, they have coaches. And you have to ask yourself, who's your coach? Do you have a coach? Do you need a coach? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, you listen to Bernadette Vincent. She had people in her life that helped her and then she turned around and helped others. She'd be intentional about that. And then she would point to, to others to say, okay, what exactly is your strategic blueprint? I thought that was so important. And then I, I want to, there was one other part that it was toward the end of that episode. And when she talked about how when her first job, her very first job, when she was taking care of some, some children with a, uh, a parent that um, you know had, had a different shift and could not uh, take care of the kids during the day when she was sleeping. And she had to, to work with them. And one of the kids had told her that, you know, they felt sorry for her because she was black. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, for some people, you carry that with you. You carry that with you. And then when things happen in your life and whatnot, you start to you know, second guess yourself. Is it because I'm black? Is it because I'm black? So you, you start to drive that into your soul. And that is not a good place. That's psychological damage to yourself. And she moved beyond that. She did not see, she did not receive that as like, no, there's no problem with me being black, but there is a problem with your perception that you have about me being black or what you think black people are or, or their, what their experience is. So I thought that was very good. And I, I hear that a lot in my society around you know racial relations and this is something that we need to to analyze and and, and stop it where it is there's some words that uh, they call it was it stockholm syndrome and some some other big giant psychological words that i probably don't know the exact meanings for but these <laughs> things are real because you you know you you either are surrounded by it or you're accepting them and you have to recognize these things and begin to 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 um, heal in that area right yeah I, I think it was very um very transparent for her to share that experience and i i you know i really consider myself to be like an empath listener and so it's like as she's sharing the story i could envision myself being her in that moment and, you know, like you mentioned, there are several things that people will say to you throughout your life and you just can't forget it. And so despite of that, uh, Miss Bernadette Vincent has definitely surpassed the threshold and uh, is really making an impact and is open. That's the thing, too. It's like she's open to coaching you. <laughs> she's, you know, she, she mentioned that she also has a promotive style of leadership. And, and that's actually. Excellent, because I think a lot of times most leaders are confused as to what the difference is between a manager and a leader. A leader promotes, a leader amplifies your strong suits, a manager delegates. Right? Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Delegate. Oh, great, great observation and understand the, the difference. And leaders take chances because they're out front. They have to go where no one has gone before. So very, very important. And then we, you know, we pivot over to, especially when talking about, uh, I call it skill sets. What are these skill sets that are necessary? Now, in our society, 
uh, and it's you know it's been overemphasized and very very true, especially when it comes to the uh, African American experience that finances are a barrier uh, to success, you know, to to access uh, to information, access to knowledge, access to uh, degrees, and, and so. Rafael Castaneda, I, I liked his episode because I went to a technology, it was a technical set in which I was able to actually earn money uh, after I graduated uh, from, from school. And I, I liked that he had, uh, with MedCerts, uh, he talked about how you can, you know, in between what you're really trying to accomplish and what you want to do, and maybe is this the right you know, path for you, that you can utilize this program uh, that they have to get your certifications. What did you think, Daniela? I think that his his uh, his company, MedCerts, is, is pretty impressive in that it's creating a pipeline so that people can come into healthcare and technology. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, that particular industry, I think that is very impressive that he has that, that funnel for people. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that he mentioned in his episode was, um, you build everything with a strong foundation. Yep. You know, his mom, his mom told him that, and I, I can't echo that enough. Oh, without question. And you've got to have a vehicle for success. So, you know, I remember, like I said, I remember being in high school and wondering what I was going to do next. I think I was a senior at the time and what was possible for, for me and what I wanted to do. And I didn't necessarily want the college experience right then and there. My brother was in college. I didn't really want that, but I wanted to go to tech school. So I did that. I went to uh, Kansas City and I did that. So I like the fact, number one, that he had that available. Number two, that corporations are getting involved and that they are helping people gain the skill sets that when you come out of these coursework, that you have opportunities to utilize your skill. That is so important. You know, for so so going from education to work, and then there's a pipeline, there, there's a funnel waiting for you. And then by doing that, and because you might be in the right program, they the corporation that you get involved in might even invest in you to then go to school and get your degree. So don't let finances be a barrier to getting education and skills. That's what I got out of Raphael's uh, a particular podcast. So, and, and that bows to Alwyn Leba over there at Miami Dade college that he's the dean of, of, of healthcare o- over there and i you know i call him the beacon of hope and i really liked his episode what do you think about alwyn i mean the first thing that i will say is that the um, episode was titled appropriately um, because in hearing him speak about his history his experience and his various transitions you can see you can sense, you can hear that he is truly a beacon for those who he interacts with and those who know him personally. And what I took away from this episode is that Alwyn is actually here for the students, igniting them, pouring into them, building com- community around them. And um, I just heard the humility in his voice. You know, and and that's really important. It's like he he understands and knows where he came from and where he's going. But what's really important to him is really shaping students, creating resources for students, pouring into students. And and that's really important. And he also said that, you know, we go to school to change our lives. Right. And that's important, you know, and and I think that for a lot of people who 
you know, may not see that school is a good fit for them. That's fine. But you have other people as well who are wanting to change their life for the better, whether it be compensation wise, whether it be knowledge base, right? They're wanting that kind of transformation. But yes, Dr. Alwyn is is definitely a beacon of hope. And I just really admire the work that he's doing at the school and just shaping students for future success. And, and, and the one story that he said that I I, I, it just resonated with me because he nailed it, is that all the challenges that surround the individual student in their home life, we, you know, we often talk about the social determinants of health, just the social determinants of life, that you have all this resistance that occurs in when a person is going to school. He told about a story about there was a student and he saw that the student uh, was struggling. And as he tuned into the student, what the student's life was really like, they were actually living in their car. They were living in their car and they were trying to do classes and they're living in their car. And that he saw this and he helped this individual to get the right resources, to get them housing. We're talking about housing. We're talking about food. This person has the passion and the drive to try to go to school to change their life. But yet the very basics of life itself are a challenge. And I think a, a, a person that is in a position to, to do something to help is that's a beacon of hope. And uh, Alan, man, kudos to you and everyone else that's doing something similar out there or needs to do something similar out there. Just understanding that life is a challenge for a lot of people and whatever we can do to, to help in those endeavors, I think are important. Then that, that brings us to Deborah Oshan, who, man, she's been in the industry alone a long time. And she's noticing that there's a gap in our kids around how to tell their story, how to promote themselves, how to step back and, and, and talk about themselves. What, what do you think about Deborah? This was also another great episode, and um, there were several things that I took from it, um, one of which is young professionals today need collaboration, cooperation, and they need to find out the ways in which they can share their value. Um, interviews are conversations, and we have to learn how to have effective conversations. And her work, she says that what she does is that she connects people with their passion and purpose. Right. And um, I think that, you know, sometimes early careerists and even experienced careerists, sometimes they have a hard time with truly articulating the value in which they bring to the company. And so it's it's really just important to connect yourself with your passion and your purpose. Uh, you know, that way yep. it's easier to really share that story and say, this is why I am a um, phenomenal contributor. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I got from it. Oh, yeah. She she. The, the preparation that she gives you as a coach to prepare you for that next job or, or to advance you in your career is, is extraordinary because she teaches you how to bring people into your world. People aren't interested in typically what's on your resume from an historical perspective. They can read. They can see that. They can go to LinkedIn and get information about where you worked and probably, you know, what you did. But what they can't get is about 
who you are. Who are you? You've got to be able to tell them who you are. What makes you tick? What are your passions? And again, I'll go back to the same theme is that that's why you need a coach. You need somebody, whether it's a professional coach or somebody in your circle of influence that will help you to articulate yourself at the best possible level. You're going to start out, I say, like with molding some clay. But when you get done with that clay, you're going to have a masterpiece of work. You're, I mean, because it's your story, you're not just trying to memorize something. You'll be able to speak through it. And you're like, wow. And people know when you light up, when you light up because you're talking about something that's passionate. And what people want is to hire people that are passionate about what they do. So I, I thought uh, Deborah Ocean Cooper nailed it uh, when it comes to that. And not only for our young people, because we call this one uh, the great reinvention. It's about the older people that are either, you know, they're, they're done with the one particular career. They're not really necessarily ready for retirement. That whole mind shift changed, you know, work 30 years, 40, 50 years, whatever it might be, draw a, a pension and, um, you know, a retirement check and play golf. And that's it. Well, that story's played out. You know, that might be my, my mom's story, but that won't, that's probably not the gener- the story of the generations now. And there's a great number of people that are retirement retiring with a lot of energy and trying to figure out, well, what do I do next? What's my next opportunity? So she helps tell that story as well. So she's very well-rounded in what, what she does. And since we're on that subject of coaching, you know, our last episode ends with Sean Olson with his Renogize uh, professional coaching platform. What do you think about Sean? Oh, this was a great episode to really close out the season. And what I got from this was that when you tap into the who, the greatness of the what comes shining forth. (laughs) Yeah. And he also tells us to be valuable where you are now. There is no growth in comfort. And really, executive coaching is for everyone. You mentioned this earlier in one of your remarks that everyone needs coaching. It's kind of like when you're driving a car. At some point, you have to change the oil. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. At some point, right? And so... In this instance, executive coaching is like the oil, right? The thing that helps the car continue to roll. You know what I got out of Sean? And it almost goes back to the very first episode that we had in this season on Joffrey Roach is that we had a good, solid conversation about diversity and inclusion for minorities in healthcare. And I loved the way he framed his response that say, you know, there are probably 10% what you call natural leaders out here. They just are leaders and they get gobbled up and move forward. But 90% of the workforce are not natural leaders. They have to be developed. The question is, why is corporate America only selecting white male Caucasians mostly to, 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 uh, to mentor and, and to take a risk on and to bring them into a higher capacity and not this other field of minorities. I, I, I love the way that he brought that up and he, and he said it pretty much just like, like that. And then he also gave some 
solutions around that is that we have to be more intentional and we do need that more expansive viewpoint and be able to talk about things beyond even our current role so that people get a better viewpoint of who you are. So for instance, if you're in operations and you start talking about financial operations to somebody like, oh, I didn't know you understood that. Or you start talking about business and technology, that how it relates back to your field and what they can do even more forward. So it gives you a more expansive breadth of knowledge and experience, and they begin to see you in a different light. What do you think again about Sean? I think that you really did a good job in really summarizing some of the main takeaways from it. And um, I also like how um, Sean also gave listeners a discount for his coaching program. That was pretty sweet. I was like, oh, this is this is phenomenal. Um, So, yes, you know, just kind of reiterating that it's really important to be valuable where you are now. And, um, you know, when it's time for you to grow and you don't know where to go look into possibly leaning into a mentor or a coach that can really help you refine you and um, present yourself in the best light. Well, here, now we're into the season, right? Career development. And I hope someone is like looking in their career and they're like, we're looking for that next move, what they can do next, that these 16 episodes are going to help you with some ideas of what you can do, or you can put as, you know, bows in your quiver to be more successful. There's there's always a a purpose uh, behind what we do. Our first season around personal branding, second season around business development, third season around career development. And now we're going to do financial empowerment. So we're going to have another series, another great individuals that are going to impact knowledge and experience and information to help us understand how to be successful from a financial perspective. So before I let everybody go, Daniela, did you have any final words at all? Oh man, I feel like every season is is trumping the previous one. So I'm really looking forward to the financial um, uh, independence or educational season. And I just want to remind people that it's really important that you figure out what your strategic plan is going to be. And I'm a firm believer in uh, building it before you need it. So if you're trying to go places in your life, you're trying to become maybe a CEO or a chief data officer, you need to build those relationships before you're actually going to use them. And make sure that you're adding value and also find different opportunities to really stretch yourself. And relationships are important understand the industry that you're in, understand how the finances work, make yourself known, talk to people that you wouldn't usually would. And then as Dr. Edwards so eloquently stated, most people progress because they are chosen. And so how do you want people to choose you? Better yet, how are you going to create a table for yourself? You have to really think about that. So those are my closing remarks. I cannot add another sentence uh, to that. That is wonderful. I'm glad you're getting a lot of great intelligence out of this. We want to everyone to continue to follow the brand. You can tune in all the episodes at www.5storybdm. That's B for brand, B for development, and for masters.com. Until next season, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you,